Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. And I'm MK. And uh, I almost forgot this is my episode, so uh, welcome to Thriller Thursday. How are you? I'm all right. Um, today, it was sunny and 55 degrees, so I obviously... Um, immediately got like my white girl summer tumbler out because like that's how i function and deal with the fact that everything sucks my whole life um it's been a rough week just for like dumb stressful like work stuff but yesterday was Valentine's Day. Aww. And it was my first Valentine with Dan. And he, like, still thinks he didn't do good enough. Because he's, like, so worried about trying to, like, make everything perfect for me. Like, I'm not some kind of, like, trash panda that he found on the side of the road. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um. But so he had, when I got to his house after work, he had a charcuterie board with my favorite cheeses and like frozen grapes and a bunch of like, it was everything. It was like fruit and cheese, but everything was seedless. It was like apricots and pear and grapes and like, and cheese and crackers and a rosé Josh wine. You know how I love Josh wines. I do. I do. Yeah. And like the biggest bouquet of flowers I've ever seen. And then, and that was just, that was just to start the day. Then he gave me a present and he got me these beautiful like rose gold and pearl earrings, but they weren't there yet because he ordered them special because the store didn't have any rose gold in stock. Stop. Dan. And, but he gave me something. He was like, mom, still wanted me to have a gift. He gave me a cheese grater, like the fancy kind that you get at Olive Garden, where they love that. Then he took me to a, a nighttime, like fluorescent showing at the botanical gardens, and then took me for Thai food. And then, but we got the Thai takeout, and we went home and watched the Great British Bake Off and ate Thai food and mochi ice cream. That's perfect for you. I literally could not have imagined a better day. But he was like, things, he was like, you know what I would do to make it better? I was like, what? He goes, what? He was like, next time I would get our tickets for the botanical garden slightly later so that we could do dinner first and then do the cheese board at home after the botanical garden instead of doing that the other way around because we didn't eat enough of our dinner because we were too busy because we ate too much cheese before the botanical garden and i was like i was like you know what i would do differently he was like what i was like i wouldn't have to go to fucking work in the morning i was like there who 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 decided who decided that Valentine's Day was one of those days that was on a number and not a day of the week? Like Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday, no matter what. <laughs> Christmas, it doesn't matter because everybody gets the whole like week off after it off. Um, I think it was the 
massacre that decided it. The beheading uh, beheading of the saint. I get it. I get it. Right. Um, Not something that's really like a day of the week thing. Um, but, but I, I see your sentiment. I see it. And if I hear you, but Easter is always on a Sunday, even though Jesus only died on one day. Okay. But also it's not even like the right days all the time. They don't even use the like right days. They're just like, this is when Easter is now, and then this is when Christmas is, and also Jesus was born and died and rose again, and these are all separate entities. And like last year, I remember it being like really crazy that Passover and Easter were happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't Passover and Easter supposed to be the same time? Because that's what what I didn't realize how far off the like non-Jewish calendar had gotten. And then I learned that in like three years, there's going to be one calendar year with no Hanukkah because it's going to, the, yeah. Okay. So the Jewish calendar like doesn't match up to ours and it's just like slightly off. And so there's going to be one year in like 10 years or five years or something where Hanukkah falls at the beginning of January and then again in the middle of December. So like the Hanukkah for the previous year won't actually happen until January, but then it'll happen again in December for the next year. So there will be one year with no Hanukkah and one year with two Hanukkahs. And I was like, I don't understand why we're not all using the same calendar. Also, who decided that leap day should be in the middle of fucking February? I mean, look, it's a short month. You got to give it a little bit of leeway. But like, who made it a short month? I don't. The the Saint of February's. Look, they were like, here's what happened. Saint of Valentine's was massacred and we cannot finish this month now. They were like, this month needs to end. And like, I get it. Same sentiment. I'm ready also for February to end. So like, I mean... Um, There's only so much we can do. Now that my rant has gone so far off of what it was supposed to be, because I'm just having the worst day, and so the only thing I can do is get mad about the timing of Hanukkah. How are you? Well, I mean, clearly, based on all of my nonsense responses, well. um, You know, (laughs) pretty tired. I only slept like four hours last night. And um, my Valentine's was very different from your Valentine's Day. We did have, Kathy did bring us a broken heart. And it comes with this, it's like this big wood, this big like chocolate heart with truffles inside. And it comes with like this mallet and you break it. So naturally, I was like, no, no, everyone. I will be the one to break this. I like threaten lives if they tried to do it. Naturally. So I did. It was, it was very fun. Um, the chocolate was also very good. Um, so I worked there and then I worked at the bar and we had this huge buyout for a law firm for three hours. So like didn't have to deal with Valentine's couples who are not paying attention to you when you talk to them and sitting where you tell them not to sit and staying entirely too long. So that was nice. Um, I'm making it though. Otherwise, uh, I don't even know what I've done in the past week and a half. I've been working a lot. 
um, you know, working on my new business and everything, getting it kind of going. And uh, I was going to say something else. Oh, speaking of, um, just like a heads up to the world, um, I I know I've talked about NC artists before, but we are looking to release a podcast that will kind of give you more information on who we are and kind of keep you updated with where we're at. And we'll deep dive into some like theater stuff. So like, um, spoiler alert, if you're listening to this podcast, you're the only one who knows, but our first episode is going to be about six, the musical. And we have a great deep dive on it because Noel worked six for like four months. And so, um, it's going to be a different vibe. So you can go there, get your like very structured nonprofit theater stuff, which is wonderful. And then you can come here and ask what's wrong with the world with us and listen to your horror and dive into your sci-fi and just so what enjoy you're saying them. is the unseen artists podcast will not rant about the timing of jewish holidays or no but it does rant about the um the the um royal family a bit which i know you're into um so and we'll have some patreon much. content that kind of goes a little bit more into that but um, you know, because we do want to keep it a little more structured in the the day to day podcast release, and by that yeah. I mean every two weeks, not day to day. No one has. Um, but I'm not going anywhere. This podcast is not going anywhere. I, it's just a little another part of my business facet that's kind of coming to everyone because you have so much free time. I have so much free time, like nothing else that I have to do in my life. And you know why I cope so well with all of my free time? Because I affirm you spiritually whenever we talk. A thousand percent. Every mm. time. This actually goes along with what you're saying. Always does. Today's spiritual affirmation. And also, I'm kind of sad because I only have two more of these. And then <sighs> I'm going to have to get a new spiritual affirmation pack. Or find like I'll write new you one. one. Okay. This one says, <clears throat> "Get up." Ooh, so sorry. <sighs> get up, show up, and show the world you're a fucking legend. Look, you know, it's what I'm doing. It's what I'm trying to do. So far, I haven't fallen apart yet. So nope. Still Gotta keep it. going. Um. You know what else always shows up for sure? Um, is, it, is the answer uh, Tucker Gates? You know, it's not. But that was an excellent guess, though. Like, kudos to you for your for your effort you put into that. Um, but it's not. He didn't show up today, so sorry. He did not. Actually, I didn't did notice that. I don't usually pay attention to the credits, but then I was like. I don't know that name. Maybe I do. No, I do. It just wasn't what I was expecting. You know, we'll get into it. It's totally fine. Okay. okay. So today on this wonderful Thriller Thursday, we are talking about Bates Motel, season five, episode five. We are halfway through the final season, y'all. Halfway. <laughs> five episodes left of the show. Of this That's entire insane. show. Insane. Can you believe it? Ugh. 
So I'm going to react probably very similarly every week now until it's over because I can't believe we're here. But I, um, I can't believe it because we, I remember sitting in your apartment, like spinning the wheel to pick what show we were right. going to do. And that does not feel like it was that long ago. It was almost, it was, it was a year, a year ago. ago, right? Yeah. Because it's about to be my February break and I was there during That's my February right. break last year. Ugh. Good times. Good times, guys. Um, but yeah, um, not like our spiritual affirmation card. This show is titled Dreams Die First. So uh, that is not your spiritual affirmation. Do no. not follow that rule. No, no, no. Um, it aired March 20th of 2017. It was rated 8.6 out of 10. Okay. The number one song is Still Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Of course. Because of course it is. Right. Yeah. The number one movie is The Boss Baby, which I wow. haven't watched still, but people seem to like it. Um, I would not recommend it. Like, not because it isn't. It's for sure not something you would want to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good information to have. Um. The number one book is Still the Shack by William P. Young, which we talked about last week. Um, And on this day, because I like to only bring you happy news, I would like to start by saying the Yamuna and the Yamuna, is that how you say it? The river? Yamuna? I think so. Yamuna? I don't know. I like Yamuna better. And (laughs) the Ganges were declared living entities on this day. Fantastic. That's beautiful. Great. It only gets worse. David Rockefeller of the Rockefellers yeah. died at 101 years old. Okay. And then Letitia Ramos, Shah- I can't read my own writing. Shahani, I think is what it says, died at 87. And you may not have heard that name. And everyone needs to look up that name because she was an incredible Fili- Filipino senator who led the drafting of the International Women's Bill of Rights. Fantastic. So, like, someone we should have talked about before today, I feel like, in our lives. So, now you all know her name and get ready to celebrate her. I don't know what day this comes out. Like, a week from now? Get ready. This will be National <laughs> Women's Month. Yeah. International Women's Month. And um, she's a good one. Now, to answer your question. No, the director this week is not Tucker Gates. It is indeed Nestor Carbonell. I don't That's, know what credit you saw. No, no, no. I saw the writing credit, not the directing credit that I was confused oh. by. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm um, sorry. My throat is very dry today. That's fine. Uh, no, you're right. I, I, of course, know who Nestor Carbonell is. I, yes. Yeah. Um, no, I saw the writing credit and was like, I don't know those names, which doesn't right. mean you've so, never said them. It doesn't mean you've never said them. Just I did not know that so it's a lot of the same ones there's one returning writer that i did not write down their name because we've talked about them a few times but there is one entirely new writer on this episode it's erica lopez l-i-p-e-z and um they've done not a ton but really well-known stuff so like they have like four shows they worked on but those shows are base motel they did. They were a producer on Base Motel, and the Morning Show, okay, and Julia, and Suits. 
like mm, okay that's their yeah. credit so like all of their credits are well-known shows <laughs> yeah um okay. which is impressive um and they were writer and producer on a lot of those intermittently um and then as you could all imagine our guest star today is carlton Cues. Just kidding. He is the writer, but he is a guest star. He plays Officer Kaplan, who performs yeah. the role of pulling over Marion Crane. Yes. But for real, the guest star we're going to talk about is Rihanna. Because who else are we going to talk about when okay. Rihanna's on there? So I knew that Rihanna played Marion Crane. Um, I did not know when Marion Crane was going to be on the show. I did not know how many episodes or for how long or in what context, but I knew that rihanna played that because i saw something i remember seeing something like years ago where it was like comparing people to like remakes and original actors and everything and so like i've always known this but i like didn't spoil it because i didn't know if courtney knew it and she Um. told me that she did not um but because i knew it as i'm watching the super bowl halftime show which was this week i was like wouldn't that timing be epic if this was the week that uh marion crane first appeared and it was there's only so many episodes left had to be soon right um but yeah but i thought the same thing watching it i was like oh my god is that rihanna and that was like great timing for us while watching this episode it was except that i feel like i'm a very in the minority but i found the super bowl halftime show underwhelming so I was talking to one of the girls at work about this and she reminded me that Rihanna hasn't performed in so long and, you know, she's been really focusing on her business side, Fenty and all that. Yeah. But she apparently was never a big performer. Like she sings her, her music is fantastic, but she's always been a low key performer. And mm-hmm. so they I were mean, like, it's not going to be that overwhelming. It's going to be like underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, she sounded great. I loved the way that I loved the co- like her outfit and the fact that she didn't feel the need to be like skimpily dressed mm-hmm. in any way, and that like she didn't have like crazy costume changes. And I appreciated like, and I loved the way that she was like, "Hey, Super Bowl, perfect time to announce that I'm pregnant again." Obsessed, like that was fine, but. And I, I liked the fact that they wanted to, like, have some integrity in the fact that there wasn't, like, 15 million, like, guest stars and showiness. But because that's been the trend and she did so many songs that are actually her featured on someone else's song, I was kind of bummed that I knew they weren't going to bring Kanye out. Like, I'm not dumb. I understand that. I mean, of course. Yeah. Right. But, like, I was kind of bummed that Jay-Z wasn't there because he was at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah, just, and I think like it, it just wasn't like she sounded great. I loved what they did with the platforms. I thought those were terrifying and amazing. But I just didn't care. And people were like, I was screaming. I loved it so much. It was amazing. And I was like, did we watch the same show? I don't I didn't hate anything about it. I just also didn't feel very strongly about it either. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think she sounded good and I think she did what she normally would do. I just think it is an underwhelming performance for the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at all of the year past last year with like the whole California love with every one of the 90s, like 
rappers, hip hop artists, like out there together. Like when did mm-hmm. that happen last right. in the nineties? Like my God. And so it was just kind of like very underwhelming. And it was, but it was also, I think because it was Apple's first year sponsoring it, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. The camera work was atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Pepsi's done it. What for 50 years, I think, or mm-hmm. not, I don't even know how many Super Bowls we've had, but that sounds like the right number. 57. Yeah, I think they've done it for 50 years or 40 years something or something. Crazy. Like it's been a lot. Yeah. And uh, but, I mean, since I've been alive, so at least 30. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I the, think Apple just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the number of times that they cut away to the fireworks outside of the stadium. And I was like, no one wants to see this right now. No one cares about fireworks unless you're there. Like, right. unless the fireworks are the only show. Like, I'll go watch Disney World fireworks, but it's because I'm watching the fireworks, you know, like, yeah, no one's performing while I'm watching that. So, but uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, some things she's known for outside of her music in her billion dollar business, um, obviously the Super Bowl of this year, (laughs) um, she was in home, which I always forget about because I, Mm, yeah, she was adorable and i always forget that she's in it Mm -hmm. um a movie called battleship that i've never heard of um i have heard of it it's like a naval war video movie and i'm 90 percent sure that taylor kitsch is who stars in it with her okay it was someone i didn't recognize their face i just looked at the faces Mm, no is it was it him was it taylor kitsch who was in it i don't know taylor kitsch so he played Tim Riggins in Friday Night Lights. I didn't Great, know that makes Friday Night Lights. Whatever. I'm oh. oh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, she was also in some movie called like Feliciano of City of something. And, and it was a very long title. And I didn't want to write it down, to be fair. Um, also another movie I never heard of. So I was like, eh, it's fine. We all know her from music and beauty products and right. fashion lines and um and a fun fact she is the highest paid celebrity to sit in the front row at fashion week she makes like twenty thousand more than beyonce to sit at fashion week because of how impressive she is right so, okay go rihanna i um, was right there. i was right it was it was taylor kitsch i mm-hmm. was right a couple more fun facts about rihanna while we're here um the f- Speaking of uh, the um, scantily clad, um, can you hear that in the recording? What? My email's coming through. Oh, no. Okay, great. I didn't think so. They just, I always forget to start my work email and it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, we found love. She filmed on this guy's farm in Ireland and he kicked them off after a couple of days because he thought she was inappropriately clothed. And uh, I thought that was funny. Fantastic. Um, she's like besties with Katy Perry and threw her bachelorette party, but missed her wedding because of a rehearsal schedule or um, a touring schedule. Aww. And she is a, she's, she is the epitome of our podcast. She is a huge Star Trek fan and really into horror movies and wrestling. It's not our podcast, but the other two, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so like yeah adds up well that she's she's our, our gal this week. And um with that, 
Let's get into it. So we left off with Norman like running inside and not finding Norma. So we go to him in bed alone. We don't say Norma like we normally would. And he immediately gets up and vomits. This is this is how we start this episode. And I was like, all right. Right. I was like, what is happening? It's like, this is a, a weird way to start, but okay. Um, he looks at his like shoulders and he's like really scratched up. And he's like, I don't know what happened there. And um, he still can't find Norma, but he does find a matchbox from the the horse bar that I kept, kept forgetting the title of it. So I just keep calling it the horse bar. That's fair. Um, I, I just said not being able to find her is probably not a good sign. Right. Doesn't bode well for what's going to happen. Um, and then Sheriff Green calls and tells him that she would like him to come to the station. And that's where we have the credits. What did you do now? What? I said, what did you do now? Oh my God. What did he not do now? Um, I felt like that was a really short opening scene compared to what yeah. we've been having. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, um, but it was, it was fine. It was, you know, it was average. I feel like. Didn't love yeah. it, didn't hate it. And then we come back on Emma and Dylan. And we come back to Emma digging through some drawers of things. And she finds her mom's earring. And I forgot that she thought they were Norma's. Because the last mm. time she saw the other one was with Norma. No, it, so, it was that one. The It was that one, the earring. The second one, we've never seen it. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's yeah. Right. And, um... So Dylan comes in and she's like, oh, hey, I see you have Norma's earring. We don't have to talk about it right now, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he still lies to her. I said, don't, Dylan. But I I said, don't tell her now. It's too late for that. Like you, it's too late. But we're living in a house, not of lies. Like, honesty, guys, honesty. And that's it. That's all we get of them right now. Um, and then we go to Norman and the sheriff and she is talking to him about Alex and all the stuff. And she's telling him, she's like, we're trying to capture Alex. Like Mm -hmm. he's your stepdad. Surely you have like some idea of where he's at. And he's like, absolutely not. I hate him. (laughs) It's like, okay. Be a little less like defensive about it. Like it's right. So she starts bringing up all these instances of, he tells her that alex has no friends first of all right like like, you are so petty so she brings up the um funeral incident and she's brings up him going to visit at the jail and then she's like him with uh jim brickwell coming like going missing she's like it's all a little too suspicious and i think um She's like, I think he might come for you. And she was like, what was he like at the jail? And he's like, he looked like a madman. He's like, Norman, you sound like a madman. Like, you're just right. saying crazy things to say them. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the quote-unquote interview, she tells him to be careful because Alex is armed. I was like, if only he were successful. But fine right so norman goes home and he still can't find norma which is very intense and um he gets a phone call or he calls the bar 
to check in, see if she was there. And he learns that her car is there and that, Mm -hmm. you know, she had left her keys there as well. And he's like asking the guy, he's like, well, was she with a guy? Was she like, she leave with someone? He's like, I don't know, probably. And I was like, okay, first of all, you're not helpful. But second of all, you don't know this random guy anything either. So, right. no, exactly. Like, just, it was like, I don't know why we're having this conversation right now. Um, so he's like, fine, I'll come get him. I'll go back to Dylan, who's being like really whiny now. And I get that he's stressed and doesn't know how to handle this next right. period of life, but he's being like extremely whiny. And he's like, I'm trying so hard. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Nothing's working. And Emma's like, chill out. Everything is fine. She's like, I don't, she's like, we're okay. We're going to be fine with money. We're going to be fine with the baby. Like everything is okay. Right. Well, cause and, like, she, she was talking about how she was hungry and she's like, I would just eat the pasta raw. Like I'm so hungry. And he was like, you deserve better than that. She was like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? And I was like, "Ugh, Dylan, I love you, but my God, calm down. And, uh, so then she, because she's Emma, she's like, well, instead, let's have this really serious conversation right now that we're not having because you've been avoiding it. I think you should reach out to Norma. I think you want to talk to Norma. That's why you kept her stuff. Yada, mm-hmm. yada. It's yeah. totally fine. We can talk it through. She's a little crazy, but you know she'd be a good grandmother. Yeah. And Dylan goes, and he was so mean to her. <laughs> And he was telling her that Emma is always saying things that she thinks other people think, but she doesn't even know what other people feel. And I'm like, first of all, Emma's usually right about what people feel. So right. you're wrong, Dylan. But also, like, that's rude. Just like, and she's your wife. Like, just talk to her. Like, right. Goodness gracious. I get it's a like stressful time, but you know, it's just part of life. Yeah. So we go back to Norman. Things don't get better. Um, nope. So Madeline calls, and she's like, "I was, oh I was just God. glad. I was just glad she was alive. I knew she was still alive because he left the house. He ran away. I and know that's when he went I, to the bar. Right, but I, we didn't know what happened. I guess that's true. I guess that's we true. never we never know what happens when he's alone. Very true. Um, but she calls and she's like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." I shouldn't have done that. I should have called you over. I, mm-hmm. I really didn't mean to be this way. And I was like, first of all, you're lying. Everyone knows you're lying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fine. No, everything's fine. I can't deal with this. I have to go get my car. Yeah. And she's like, why is your car at the bar? And he's like, because I drink too much. I just, I don't know. It got stolen. No, he said it got stolen. He's like, it got yeah. stolen. And I was like, what kind of like excuse is that? I was like, okay, Norman, whatever. Yeah. Like, but she buys it. She's just like, sure. Yeah. Great. Got stolen. And so she offers so to pick him up and drive him. And he finally like is like, yeah, yeah sure. Fine. And I'm like, why are we even doing this right now? Right. Like you had this like crazy interaction last night where you both went too far and you know, it's going to continue that way if you don't stop. So like, yeah. maybe take a breather from each other, but no. And, uh, yeah, so they're in the car, and she's telling him again how sorry she is, and how she wasn't trying to set him up, and he's just like, you know, it's okay. I know you were, but it's because you were lonely. And I was like, Norman, why are you saying 
what's true again. Like he doesn't—he is so stressful to me, right? Like he says everything that makes sense. He's very yeah. logical, but then he also has these like moments where he snaps and kills people, and it's like you never know which one you're gonna get, right? And like that's one thing that's great about this show is like you never know. Like we're on the fifth season. And mm-hmm. I still am caught off guard when we switch characters. Like, right. I have no idea what's happening. Right. And, uh, but yeah, he's telling her, he's like, I know you have to be lonely because I get it. I know what it's like to be lonely, but unfortunately, I just have to be that way. And I was like, yes, because you kill people. No, because not because you think your mom's alive still. Right. I was but, like, could you just not? Just not. Right. Just, and like, then don't. he tells her, yeah, she needs and, to then, talk. and then he tells her that he she needs to talk to Sam. And we go to Sam. And my next, like, three notes are just like, is that Rihanna? Does she play Marion Crane? Oh my god, that's my next three notes. <laughs> because Perfect. it really caught me off guard. I had Beautiful. Um, no idea. And so they're having their typical, as you saw in the first film, they're yeah. a little dalliance. And um she she starts saying, like, oh well, when are we gonna get together? When are we like settling down? Yada yada. And because we didn't really see this that much in the movie, it was very like yeah. much quicker scene. I was like, does she know he's married? I was like, I I, I yeah. wasn't sure if she knew he was married at this point. Right. And I couldn't remember if they had talked about it in the movie. So I was like, I really don't think she knows. And and um then <laughs> this this scene broke me. Let me start there. <laughs> because we have Rihanna, she doesn't know he's married. We have all these things happening. My ne- I just put the next line. I said I don't know how to watch this show anymore. Like I <laughs> I just don't know how to do this show anymore. I'm so sorry. I understand that I'm the one that's leading this discussion. Yeah. But I just I don't know anymore. I don't know. And um <laughs> I uh, I didn't I didn't pick up on the fact that she didn't know he was married, like because he took her to a motel when she was in town, like, and he knew she and she was talking about his debt and like why he couldn't right. like so it was confusing to me, and I kind of thought that she did know that he was married, and. So- I did too. I thought she knew that he was married because of the same reasons. But then when they were talking about it and he was like, um, he was like using more of like the debt as an excuse to not settle down because he couldn't afford for them to do that yet. And he wanted to afford it before. And she was like, well, you know, I hate my job, but we can't do this forever and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. um, So that's when I kind of like started catching on that. I was like, oh, I don't I was, think she knows he's married. I was just like, never trust a married man when he's spouting some bullshit about how it will happen eventually. Oh, of course. No, absolutely. Never trust a man. Um, but she leaves. Good. Because <laughs> he has to leave. And she goes to work. And um, she's settling, settling in at her job. Um, and we go back to Norman and Madeline. No, no, oh, there's, no, oh, there's, yeah. an impor- there's an important no. There's an important yes. no. Because I don't know if you noticed who was at the desk next to her who told her she was late to work. 
I did, but I couldn't remember what she was from. And I forgot to look it up. That was Terrell Rothery. She's been in every show we've done so far. That is Dr. Janet what? Frazier. I love her so much. It I, literally, I, I saw her it's name. She was the, blonde. I know. I saw her name in the credits and I was like, Terrell, you have literally done everything because she was in Dead Like Me and she was in Stargate. And I was like, perfect. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's literally been in everything. You are correct. Wowzer. <sighs> yeah. It, it was really driving me crazy. And I meant to look it up and then I forgot until just, you just said it. Yeah. But it was because she was a blonde. That's why I didn't recognize her. I literally just wrote, Ugh, I love Janet. I know that's not her name in the show. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even know her name in the show. I never figured it out. No. I think they said it and I still don't know. Um, but we have to leave Janet now because we're going to Norman and Madeline again. And she's like, why do you keep telling me I need to talk to Sam? And instead of being like, because he's your husband and you're clearly having issues, you need to work through them. He just tells her about the affair. And I was like, Norman, I don't know if now was the time. Like when you first realized it would have been a good time. Yeah, for sure. Or never. I think those were kind of your options. And like, of course, it's not good to like keep an affair from someone. But I think if he pushed her enough, she would have talked to him. And I think Sam would have maybe broke eventually. Yeah. Um, but he tells her about Sam and Marion. And she's just like, get out. She's like, I don't, like, whatever. And yeah. I was like, all right. That's how. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Good luck with your husband. I was like, I was like, believe what you want. But, like, they both suck. And you should run far, far away. Please leave this town. Please Correct. leave and go to and never, another town. And never come back. Yeah. And maybe, like, grab Marion on your way out because she doesn't know what she's getting into either. So, like, girls trip it. But, uh, so he goes inside to the bar and he talks to the bartender and he just, like, gives him his keys. And I was like, what bartender just gives you keys without, like, checking your ID? Granted, he knows it's him. Yeah. But as far as Norman Norman knows, he thinks so is his mom in there. Right. Why would just the strange guy give this other strange guy a set of keys to a car that he doesn't know is his? Right. So, like, if he was going to keep playing into this persona, I would have asked for an ID. Just, like, at a minimum. Um, hmm. Oh, I read too far down. And so he goes to the car and he sees a pair of his mom's underwear in the car. And he's like, oh, I know what happened here. So naturally, he assumes Alex was there. <clears throat> but we have to come back to that because we're back at Marion. So we've made it to the beginning of Psycho, 1960 now. She is at the, her um, firm. I don't remember her job. But yeah. she's at, the, at her office. And her like boss is being like a real jerk. And he's like not giving her the raise and not giving her promotion even though she's essentially next in line but he gives her the money to deposit yes thing though in the movie because it was so short and we didn't see a lot it very much felt like he was like an unreasonable prick Mm -hmm. but in this I didn't feel that way I felt like he was more justified than mm. like um because 
in the mo- in the movie when the guy with the money was hitting on her, the boss was like encouraging it. And like yeah. this guy, there was clearly like a mo like him and he and Marion were like having a moment and they were like, he was not encouraging it and not like but also kind of being like he didn't cross the line yet, like just don't push it. And then when she asked him all the stuff about the raise, he was like timing is important and you are wasting my time when I have a client to entertain and you were also late to work for an important meeting. And so maybe probably not the day to ask for a raise. And I was like, very valid points as a boss. Like I'm not, I don't, so I at the end, yes, <laughs> but he like, felt very misogynistic in the beginning and overbearing. Like when he first came in there and he was like, like it felt like he was turning her down for the job because she was her and not because she didn't earn it. Which, yes. But then when he explained, by the end of that conversation, I was like, I feel like he seemed like a bigger ass in the movie. And I kind of, like, don't sympathize with Marion right now. Yeah. Well, I said I would have taken the money, too. So maybe I'm not the one to ask. I would have clearly sympathized with Marion. <laughs> I, but I maybe I combined the two and it was like, maybe, yeah, because movie like movie version and TV version and they are. Right. I mean, and like, I don't know. Partially, I also never picked up on the fact that Marion didn't know Sam was married. So I fully thought she was like just screwing a married man and pissed off at her boss because she wasn't doing her job. And like that Mm. made me like not like her very much. I was like, you are not making good choices in life. And somehow I don't feel bad for you. I was already sympathetic because I knew that she didn't know that he was married and so i already felt bad for her she's like really trying to like get this build this new life up she wants to have the man of her dreams that she gets married to she wants to have the promotion in her job where she's earned it she's put all this work in and she's not getting anything fair she shouldn't have been late as someone who's constantly late but like well i think it's because i'm someone who's constantly late that like i don't feel bad for her because like it's like your but I also feel like there's like a time and place because like there's different not to get into work politics but uh I feel like a lot of the places you work are already a little more um friendly and encouraging and um they seem to appreciate you and so not that my job doesn't appreciate me um, and I know you don't get paid enough either, but um, <laughs> I get paid um, significantly less than a lot of people in my same position. Significantly. And so, and I do stay late a lot. So I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes maybe she's staying late a lot. Maybe she's running a lot of errands. Maybe, maybe she's doing a lot like I am. And today was her fault, but like, you got to cut some people some slack, you know, like. And if that's the one time that she was like, because he didn't mention other, that's the one time. Let it go. Let it go, man. And she's doing this favor for you that's not part of her job, that she already said is someone else's job. Team Marion. 100%. No question. And I'm like, "Um, I don't mind if she dies. Right. I am Team Marion, thieving money and all. Um, but so then we go to Norman, who is 
driving along, leaving the, I'm guessing this is when he left the sheriff's station. Oh no, he left the bar. So he was out of town. Yes. Left the bar. And uh, we saw good old Dr. Edward just walking about. And the they, only decent human on the entire show. Bless. And I mean, the bartender was decent enough. He was just a moron. But like, yeah. he did try. He was, he seemed like a good guy. He was trying to like work through some stuff with Norman. Yeah. Um. So he's like mouthing, they're like mouthing at each other. That's kind of a really like awkward scene. Like yeah. it wasn't meant to be, and it was like like it felt awkward watching it. I was like, just see, I thought it was meant pull to over be, and I thought it was meant to be awkward because Norman was like oh. trying to not like Norman was obviously like trying to like not see him, and then when he did, he was like, oh hi, and then he was like, please don't keep talking to me. Oh, you're still talking to me. <laughs> Maybe it was then because I definitely felt awkward watching it. So yes, kudos if that was the vibe you're going for, Nestor. You did it. Um, but yeah, so that was weird, and then he like pull over let's grab a coffee so he does it's like whatever right. it's like, good maybe he could fix norman in the five minutes norman will sit with him um so and then norman immediately goes in his like manipulative like logical this is what i'm supposed to say so i'm saying it he yeah. like apologizes for stopping therapy and he says that he's really doing better and he's he says he's taking his medication regularly and he hasn't seen his he hasn't like had any blackouts since then and we know it's all lies, but uh, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So they're going through all of this, and he's like, well, well, how are you taking your medicine? I haven't prescribed you anything a year and a half. He's like, oh, I found a new, like, on the bat, on the bat, knows yeah. every lie. He's like, I found a new psychiatrist. He's a lot closer. He's like, I'm sorry, I should have told you. He's like, but it's been a lot easier. And then he goes into this, like, almost, um, what's the word? like hypnotherapy thing where he's kind of like he like uses his this really like calm voice to kind of help him yeah catch off guard which a mm, little sketchy but i get it it's probably for a good cause yeah and uh so he gets norman into that like really angsty space that he gets in mm-hmm. when he you know transitions into his mother yeah and he finally he's like do you have your mother still and norman's just like mm-hmm I was like, oh gosh. Yep. And so he's like deep diving into it, deep diving into it. He's like pushing him. And I was like, Norman's about to break and kill someone in the middle of this coffee shop. Correct. And he's like, I think we should resume therapy. And Norman just like takes off. But then he's like, but then he's like in the car and he's crying and he's just repeating over and over again that like he sees his mom when she's not there and sometimes he becomes her. And it's like Mm -hmm. the first time that he like, is semi conscious oh i'm sorry that's that's what's the next scene that's when he after he leaves yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but we have like three more scenes before that (laughs) but yes that is i was just thinking of when he runs out and then he gets in the car and i put them Mm -hmm. together i know i know i was like oh yeah that tracks that tracks and i was like that's not my next note (laughs) but yes um first we have to go back to our Marion and Sam drama. Hmm. Um, here, we have- here, I found out the other reason why I don't trust her and I don't sympathize mm-hmm. for her, and it's so petty and makes me look like such a bad person. Who the fuck drives a convertible in Seattle? That's a poor choice. So, great. Um, 
a great call out. I I definitely agree. That's a dumb decision. Um, it's it's a call it's a to call back to the car from the movie. Right. But in the movie, they were in Southern California, not right. fucking the Pacific Northwest, where it just rains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That I didn't even think about that. Very logical. Very logical. I was like, um, I understand why this is the car that she's driving. I get it. I I get it. But also, it makes me not trust the writers. <laughs> I already don't trust the writers. They're insane. Um, but this is indeed our infamous scene where she packs up her stuff, packs up the money, and runs away. And the cop is following her, pulls her over. It's Carlton Cuse, who is the one who's um, adapted the story into who adapted the like film and novel yeah. into the show. And, um, you know, she gets away because she just has the clothes covering up her license plate. He's like, you're in a hurry. She's like, no one is dumb. Was. She said, I just do dumb things like that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, bless her heart. Um, let me go to Sam. Yeah. Bane of Maya's existence. He's at home with Madeline. Who's dumb but lovely. And he uh they're cooking dinner and yada yada and everything is going smooth and he gets a phone call. We know it's Marion because yeah. we saw her leaving yeah. her hometown to come to him. And he answers it and like runs outside and uh tries to play it really cool. But he's, he's like and he he tell but then that that's when I was confused. Because I hadn't figured out that she didn't, that Marion didn't know. Because I knew why he was telling Madeline it was a client. But then when he went outside mm-hmm. and told Marion he was with a client, I was very confused. Yeah. And uh, so he tells her that he is with a client. He can't, it's now it's not a really good time. And she's like, well, I'll just meet you at your house. And he's like, so here's the thing. I was like, this is the dumbest story, but okay. He's like, I live in a house with this guy. It's a really small area and I'm not allowed to have guests. If that doesn't give it away that you're married, what it what's going to? Right. So she buys it because she's in a manic episode at the moment. And she's like, fine, let's go to the hotel we went to last time. And he's just like, yeah, okay. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but good luck. Right. And as soon as he goes back inside, Madeline, it's gotten darker. He's in the lining again. It's gotten darker. Yeah. And Madeline just looks at him and says, what's, what's her, name? her name? And then we cut. We go back to Dylan. And this episode has just gotten darker and darker throughout. And this is the darkest that we've seen Emma and Dylan's house yet. Um, and- I, was watch- I was watching this in my classroom on my lunch. And the window shades were open. And like I said, it was really sunny today. By the end of the episode, I was this close to my screen because <laughs> it was so dark that I couldn't see what was happening. I know. It was ugh, insane. I, so I immediately knew this was not going to go well. Like, no. No, no, no. And it doesn't because he immediately starts telling Emma everything. everything. He's like, that's your mom's earring. He's like, Norman killed his dad. Norman killed Blair. Like, all of these things happened. And she's like, well, so 
did she just like leave it in the hotel? And he's like, I have no idea. He's like, but she didn't check out. We think Norman did something to her. And she obviously gets very angry. Yeah, I can't imagine why. As she should. As she should. And uh, tells him that he needs to get away from her right now. And I was like, Dylan, not great timing. It had to be like, done at some point, probably. But I don't think now was the time. I literally was like, I knew it was going to be awful. But like that was just tragic to watch. Yeah. And that's the last scene we see them in for this episode. Hmm. To be fair, we're pretty we're pretty close to the end. It's kind we're of everything's starting to ramp up. Yeah. And uh well it's the last scene we see them together. We do see them later. But um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the scene you were talking about where Norman mm-hmm. is in the car talking to himself. And he's reminding himself that he becomes Norma and his mind starts flashing back to the horse bar. And he like goes back in everyone's remembering that he's there and he doesn't know what's going on and they're like i was oh, like, I was like last he, night i was like he's got like a whole village of friends as normal and that is just fucking creepy to me yeah and uh he starts like chugging alcohol which obviously never goes well not and then at all he runs to the bathroom to look in the mirror and this guy comes in and starts making out with him and he has a flashback to the night before. And it was obviously him who had a dalliance with this guy. And that's who was in the back of the car. And he's like, breaks down. And he's just like, I can't do this. He's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And he's like, what can we do? What can I do to help you? And he's like, I need my mother. And then we get these like flashbacks of him seeing her dead and in the basement and it's like such a great like montage scene and then he's like she's and then it's just like that's all he can say like yeah i i wanted to know what was the next thing he said like what did he say what does he say she's dead does he say she's missing does he say she can't help me anymore like where is he what what is he gonna where is he gonna go Ugh. Ugh. so we see Emma briefly. We have a couple of brief scenes before the end. She's researching the motel and she comes across the article that says Norma's dead. And then I did not expect her to find out like that. That is also what I thought. I was like, that was like, that caught me off guard. I'm telling you, this show still catches me off guard. Mm-hmm. It's insane. 45 episodes in. Yeah. It's a lot of episodes in to be still caught off guard. Right. Um, we go back to Norman, who is just falling apart still. He is losing his mind. And then our last shot is on Emma driving to White no. Line Bay. Not Emma. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Marion pulling into the... It was Marion in the rain about to pull into the motel parking lot. Yeah, but I thought that... I thought that no. Emma was... Did we no, the, did I make that up? Oh the gosh. last the last shot was of the motel sign as Marion was pulling into the parking lot. Disregard me, man. <laughs> wow, that is I watched that like a normal person watches things and I have no idea. 
Okay. So no, I, and I only know that because I knew it was her, Marion because I like, I literally wrote my note says eek. Here we go. Cause I knew that like, that means the next episode is going to be like the movie. Like that's where we're headed. <sighs> yeah. Well, my ending was very exciting. Um, I do wish Emma was driving by herself to white pine Bay. Um, but also I guess it's very exciting for Marion to be there. Um, I'll just rewrite it later. Okay, um, it's fine. But what a cliffhanger. That's where we're left at. Emma's found out Norma's dead. Norman's falling apart. And now Marion is at the is at the motel. Yes, it was. And it we was are in Psycho. A lot. Oh, yeah. So um, a loaded question, but uh, who do you want to punch in the face? God, who do I not want to punch in the face? Right. Um, Sam. You know, I, I always mean, want to punch Sam in the yeah. face. Yeah. So. I mean, Norman is... The problem with Norman is that this is an episode where he's like going in the right direction of fixing things. I know it's it'll immediately stop because that's what happens. Right, but like, right. I don't really want to punch him because he didn't really do anything. Yeah. This episode, he just was trying to figure out what was happening. Also, Norma was not in this episode. I have notes. That wasn't. That wasn't. Hold your no, horses. I know. No, no, no. I know, but I, I had a, I realized, I had a thought oh, yeah. about about like thirty five minutes into the episode. I go, we haven't seen Norma once, and then he had the flashbacks in the bar. So he was or like when he was freaking out when he was having those flashbacks. But those were all clips that we had already seen. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the first episode that she's not there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I can't yeah. punch Norman. Um. I mean, I mean, of course I still can because it's Norman, but like, I think I'm going to punch Sam because he actively did shitty things this episode. Right. Um, well, you know, he would have been my first go-to, but I think I'm going to do a hard left turn and, uh, I think I'm going to punch Dylan. He did not handle today well at all. No, he did not. Like, I still love him. So I'm not going to like break his nose or anything, but like. Right. I'm gonna punch him because he needs to like get it together. Like he's got a child now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of why he did what he did. Because like he's well, got a child. Is, but it's but like. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who's your who's your MVP then? Maybe Dr. Edwards. Um, maybe I'll pick the Tara Rothery's character just because I love her and everyone on the show sucks. Um, my MVP is Emma. She's the only person on the show who can seem to keep it together. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Um, before we get into predictions, I have a a few trivia pieces for you which is fun because i haven't had a lot in a while you haven't Mm -mm. um 
So one of the first references to the original Psycho in this episode was when Rihanna asked for a promotion. She says she has a she asked for a promotion to Janet's job because Janet Lee was the first Marion Crane. And perfect. Um, I love that. That was fun. Also at her workplace, there's a I don't know if it was like a card or a plaque or whatever, but it says R.A. Block on it. Um, Realty, R.A. Block Realty, who is Robert Block, the creator of, like, the writer of Bates Motel. Beautiful. Um, so we know that Carlton Cuse plays the sheriff in this episode, but another thing I've learned is he's also the guy who narrates the previously on in the beginning of every episode. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, this is the first episode to include actual events from Psycho. Right. A lot of homages, a lot of references, a lot of, like, hidden Easter eggs. But this is the first one to have the actual scenes from. From the movie, yeah. And last, but certainly not least, if you recall, when we had our fun facts about the movie Psycho, Marion Crane was in light underwear in the early scenes when she was still doing well. She wasn't leaving, running away with money from her job. But afterwards, her underwear is black because it shows how she's changed into a darker character and she's stealing in all of this. Yeah. So in the scene with Marion and Sam, Sam Loomis is in dark underwear to resemble that same scene with Janet Lee. And uh, that's my trivia for you. Do you have, like, predictions? Um, Do you have thoughts, um, feelings? So many. Um, My question is, was there a specific, like, was there a reason that Vera Farmiga was not in this at all? Or was it, like, just... No, it was, that, it was, it was just a fun fact I was going to include that I didn't write down. So that's okay that you said it. I thought okay. I wrote it down and I did. Okay. But this is... Uh, the this is this episode is the reason that um nope not gonna say that it's another spoiler never mind yep she's not in this episode correct <laughs> and it is the first episode she's not in I all I know is that it's the first I don't know if it's last I don't know anything I just know it's the first and that was not that's something that I found out by looking for it I just noticed in the middle of the episode I was like she's not been there there right um is there any are you done with spoilers now have you gotten to all of your spoilers now yes the only spoilers i had ahead of time were casting spoilers like people who played certain characters like i like um oh god why is julian baker's name not julian baker what is the actor's name sam loomis yeah sam loomis julian baker both of those are characters him being in the show and oh you were looking for his actual name i see yes 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 i i don't know his actual name those yeah are the only names i know him by <laughs> and um then rihanna playing mary and crane were like the casting spoilers i knew and um i knew that um and i knew that this season actually intersected with the movie like it didn't stop at the beginning of the movie there was it was a cross and i knew about the wedding 
with oh that's right i was like you have one other spoiler that's no i had one of the, the wedding was but my was only other. Yeah. yes so those are the all those are the only things that i knew ahead of time going in was that the we were eventually going to actually get to the plot of the movie that rihanna was in it and then i knew about the wedding in season four or three or whatever season so that was in. now you're done now i'm completely spoiler free for the rest of the show excellent i have one more spoiler for the very last episode that's a, such but a shame. I know. It's not like, it doesn't like, Back to it's the not plot. everything, but mm. it's enough of a spoiler that I'm, I'm annoyed. I know it. Mm. Um, yeah. Predictions. Um, things are going to happen. People are going to die. I do have one prediction only because um that is based entirely on the title of the next episode because when it popped up on my computer screen, because usually I watch it on the TV. And so the up next oh. doesn't pop up as fast, but on my yeah. computer screen, it popped up. And so I saw what the title. But don't tell me the title. I didn't read it yet. Okay. I saw the title of the next episode. So I have an idea of what the plot of the episode will be, but that's, but in order to not spoil that know? for you, do you though? Because we have had a lot of episodes where the titles do not follow the, the episode. That's fair, but it, this one I can pretty much guarantee okay. that that the title matches what's going to happen. Well, I think we have five episodes left. I think in one of the next two episodes that Alex is going to have to die because you know he's going to have to die because he can't kill Norman. Right, and. Alex. Well, Alex also wasn't in this episode at all, so we're going to need something right. with the Alex plot. Um, I think that Dylan and Emma are going to have to come to White Pine Bay and confront. Definitely. I think... Mm, theory. Theory. Okay. I think that Dylan and Emma are going to be the... Uh, the sister and brother-in-law of Marion in terms of the way that the plot of the movie happens and they're going to be the ones okay. that come in that, that come in and kind of figure out that something is up at the hotel. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. And then I think that um, that's, the, that's the only way that the two of them make it out of the show alive. Yeah. I um, I mean, I'm, I am expecting tragedy, so I'm still thinking Emma could die. No, I um, still think they. I still think they could, but I think that if they get shoehorned into that character, oh, that role, the, like if yeah. they get shoehorned yeah, into yeah. that character role, that's the only way that they survive. Mm -hmm. They both survive the show. Yes, fair. Yes, I think so. And I don't. Um, I don't think. I don't think that's an unreasonable thought yeah. of where they could take it. But I also don't know that because. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen at all, but that's a right. potential direction I mean, it could go. I think that's very plausible because we were so Emma heavy and so close with Emma that I thought she was going to die for so long. I and know. then we've separated her so much now that I'm like, if she doesn't die, I wouldn't be as caught off guard by it as I would have been before. Right. So like, I could see it going either way for sure. Yeah. Um, I just don't think Dylan's gonna die. I don't know. He might. I just don't really think, feel it. My I know it's so dumb because it is like a, a dark show and obviously they've done shit that like crosses a line. I don't think 
that I think they will both survive because there's a baby. And I think that that mm-hmm. is just like, like one of the things that I talk to my students about when we're talking about the difference between film versions of things and book versions of things are there are just some things that no matter how dark they are, we don't put in movies because we won't cross right. that line for the audience. Like um, the not spoiler to the not not spoiler well not spoiler to the plot because I know you haven't read it yet. But in and then there were none. One of the characters killed a kid in the mm. book, and in the movies, almost every version of the movie changes that like takes that detail out. And I was like, it's because it's impossible as a movie audience without the inner dialogue to sympathize with a character that we know killed a kid. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, it's the same thing with like, like it has, I haven't read it yet, but I've seen it. And this also doesn't give away a plot. Um, but there's apparently some really like child assaulty scene yeah there's some lewd um, assault uncomfortable stuff in the book that is not in the movies right and they don't put that in the film because obviously they don't put that in the film right so like there's definitely a lot of changes like that um Mm -hmm. and it's just just, yeah and it's just things like interesting because i think the bates motel has gone the opposite direction it's definitely included much more lewd content i than I the th- book has I, absolutely i absolutely think so because i think of like modern audience debacles because a lot of the things that i'm talking about also like existed tons of years ago like the movie right, that we right. watched the movie that i watched with my kids was from 1945 mm. audience palatability in 1945 and in 2005 not the I same i mean 1960 like followed the book almost identically because it yeah you know had to but i think i think that even in 2017 like even in the 2010s there were a few things that people just didn't stomach well and abandoning an infant is i think probably on that list i mean well i agree with you in the general concept mm-hmm we have had rape, murder, teacher-student relationships, and incest. So, like, they've crossed every other line. You also just described the plot of Pretty Little Liars, which is a teen drama on the CW. Okay. <laughs> but it was a little less graphic. No, it was less graphic, but it was the same content. That's what well, I'm saying, like, right? Now that exactly. I'm thinking about your right? Exactly. So, like, there, I'm not saying there are very few things that are on that list of just still not able to be stomached. And somehow I feel like things involving babies cross a line. Hmm. So, that's just my theory from my history of the way I, I view mean, and see things. Yeah. And I could be very wrong because it also could be like a sorry i didn't mean to cut you off um but it also could be like a parallel to how emma didn't really grow up with a mom she was with her dad and so if she died this child grows up with dylan it's fair so that's like, fair no, no i just i i'm not saying that one of them won't die i just don't rich believe i don't believe no, I don't with emma's mom caleb and norma all dying in the last season or so we know emma's dad is still alive 
but for with, how much longer? Right, but like, with three <laughs> with three of the four possible grandparents kicking the bucket in the last eight episodes, right. I don't think they'll kill both parents. Like I just don't think that that's no, something I don't they think would so. do. I don't think there's. I don't think they can. I don't. Yeah. I don't they've set it up the where they could. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Um, so that's my only prediction is that they're that's going to be some way. Yeah, I think that's going to end up being the big drama mm-hmm. is them coming back to White Pine Bay. Um, yeah, I thought I had another prediction, but I've talked so much that I think I already said it now. I, I don't even know what I've said, so I hope right. I covered everything and it's not three hours long. I hope that's all all tr- correct. Um, but yeah, so if that's everything, feel free to email us. Or contact us, all the places, um, deathandaliens at gmail.com, all of the social media at deathandaliens. You can find me at cecloud13. Follow me everywhere at emkay underscore superstar. And we'll see you on Sci-Fi Sunday. See you. Bye.